shit. That game was boo-boo. I'm mad. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Babes in Ballland. We are back at it again. I hate to say unfortunately, because this is one of my favorite things that I do with one of my favorite people. But unfortunately, today didn't go as planned. Um, as usual, I'm Amanda. I don't even want to say my name because I'm so disappointed. So sad. I'm sad and I'm Jesse. And, you know, we were talking a lot last episode about offense and defense, and you uh, win championships with the D, and the Rockets did the D. Yeah. Um, let's just start off with something fun. Let's talk about fashion before we talk about But first, fashion. Yeah. Who is your favorite? Um, there's a couple I want to touch on. I mean, obviously, it's Shorts Watch 2020, the bubble edition. Um, Chris Paul had on some blue shorts. He was definitely, like, squad dad on vacation today with the push-down white socks, all black Jordans, and um, Southern University Jaguars tee. I think he had a matching hat on, too, for the Jaguars. Um... Did you see Dennis's gold shoes? I did. Pure gold. Like the outfit, I was like, oh, that's simple and athletic. And then I was like, oh my gosh, 1994 LA gear gold. I mean, it was a vibe, but I wouldn't say it was my favorite. Honestly, like my favorite. Oh, sorry. Nobody else had a chance in this walk-in for me because this is kind of like skipping to the injury update, but yesterday, Wednesday, they said that Lou was out for the game. He went from day-to-day to out for today's game. And then Thursday morning, they hit us with a, oh, he may play. Questionable. And Questionable. Then- and then before the game, like two hours before, which is very sneaky, they were like, he's in. So I was like, let me see him. So I'll walk in. I was like, where's Lou? And that's not anybody else's fault. I was just excited. Favorite fashion was Hami. He came with the Tupac shirt, the um, red shirt, or sorry, the red Tupac shirt white shorts with a red heart on them, black mask, white headphones. It was a vibe. So, Hami was best dressed for me. Um, After I got over the Lou walk-in, I think Dre was my favorite because when I finally read his t-shirt, I was like, oh, that's funny. I said, don't be influenced or swayed by others. And then under that, I had, unless it's your mother's brother's grandmother. And I don't know, it just made me giggle. (laughs) I didn't even see that. I'll have to go back and look at it. That's funny. But the 
bad news. Big butt. I mean, injuries. I mean, we could start. We touched on Luby. <laughs> what are you doing with your hair? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. Because <laughs> we're 2 and 0. Or no, 0 and 2. <laughs> That's hurtful. So we'll just move on. We already talked about how Lou was in for this game. He was starting. I was stressing over nothing. He's in there. And honestly, looked very, very good. Um, for the Rockets, Russ is still out quad. I mean, we were kind of expecting that. I I uh, okay. Let's start positive. We started the game. Steven came out, looked good, got an easy dunk. Steven Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. I want to back up. So, okay. No Moose, no Ferg, no Dre. Tommy played three minutes. Let's talk lineups. I I understand why maybe Homie didn't play as much this game. I don't think he looked great in game one. Everyone on Twitter... I saw, you know, was wanting Nader to play maybe for his three-point shooting. So we did try that, but there were a couple of times where he didn't, like, crush the vibe, but there were a couple times where you could just tell that maybe he should have been something. I don't know if that's too harsh of me to say. Um, Nader didn't have the best game. And I wanted Dre to get another chance. Yeah. Granted, um, from game one, you know, like, he didn't play that great. That was just me. I wanted him to at least get a chance. Started the game with a good Steven dunk, with a good Steven layup. We're getting our door on Harden moment, everything we ever dreamed of. He did look excellent on Harden. It was everything I could have ever hoped for. And unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. But in the first quarter, not concerned. I thought overall we were competitive. We had made some adjustments. SGA made tons of adjustments. Yes. I thought that he came out and was aggressive from the very beginning. He read the defense very well and he was very aggressive um, I think you could just tell the mindset was completely different this game and overall I thought the first was pretty good um, the end of the first was 35 to 30 Houston but also Houston was 8 of 16 on their threes and we knew they wouldn't shoot 50% all night so being down 5 at that point you know, it was nice to see Lou on Harden. He looked great. SGA had a hot start. Steven had, I think, the first two looks. I thought Gallo was getting to the free throw line. Overall, no concerns, even though we were down five. Like, I wasn't worried because at least they were moving offensively. 
Whereas I was just so blessed because oh no sorry. I was just gonna say whereas in game one, everybody was standing around, so the overall vibe was better, and I not concerned because Houston shot so well, and I knew that they couldn't do that all game. It's kind of exactly what I was gonna say too. Um, I just felt like somebody heard my cupcake last episode and they were like, oh, okay, she wants us to turn on the gas. Yes. And it it looked really good. Um, I feel bad because I am, like, so low energy, but I'm just so discouraged. The end of the game absolutely crushed me. I mean, honestly, in the first, I was so pleased because Lou's back. He's on Harden. He looks amazing, quick doesn't even look like he had any injury and even though he did start off very slowly as far as shooting goes but he was playing so well defensively and impacting that so much that I didn't even care because you want him to take those shots so I think he started the night like 0 of 5 and he was playing so well defensively that I did not even care at the end of the first, James Harden had six points. He was one of five on his threes, one rebound, and five assists. So not only was he not scoring, he wasn't even super trying to score. And it sucks because Rockets fans are going to say that this was an off-shooting night for James Harden, which happens for shooters. But... Thunder fans are going to just say that it's Lou Dort. So it was Lou. It was Lou. He looked amazing. He was back. He was back at it. The second quarter, I mean, still not concerned. Um, Houston did go on that 13 and 0 run, but then SGA was right back in. Like, I don't remember what minute marker it was when SGA was just raining threes to contribute to an 11-0 run. And I was like, this is great. This is it. So we had at the very beginning of the second that Baisley move where he spun baseline and then passed it to Steven for the easy dunk. I thought that was big for him to realize the defense was kind of leaning. But then right after that is kind of the first Nader whoopsie where we had them almost to a shot clock violation and then he fouled them. So that was kind of the first Nader oopsie. But still, like, overall in the second, I wasn't concerned, even though that's when Houston went really cold. So if you're thinking about it in hindsight, we were up by – I think six at halftime, but honestly, Houston was shooting so poorly that we should have been at more probably, but I still wasn't worried at the time. I was so pleased. I even sent you that Snapchat, and I was like, SGA looks good, Lou's back, up by six, I'm so happy, and then I got crushed in the second half. Yeah, um... Harden was basically on his ass when the Rockets went on the 17-0 and run. Mm-hmm. 
and then I was like, this is, this is game one. We're back at it. So at the half, SGA had 13 points and four rebounds. Gallo was three of five from the field, and he had 13 points. I thought that Houston did a really good job at making adjustments on Gallo and Stevens. Um, Gallo had a much rougher night than he did in game one, and I think Steven was four of four from the field, and I know that you know that I'm not happy with him taking four shots, but also I think that comes down to the Houston adjustments because they made it much more difficult to get him the ball when he was down low. They did a really good job making that adjustment. So um, at half, James Harden had eight points, one rebound, five assists. And I'm like, Lou, thank you. Oh, Lou. Yeah, there were a couple times where Dennis guarded James Harden, but it was pretty much Lou all night. Dennis pissed me off so bad in the third quarter that I'm having a hard time even, like, giving him the credit where the credit is due. We had nine turnovers in the third quarter. SGA's offense was still amazing. But it just sucks because it's like in baseball when you're starting pitcher – you want to get him that win, and the closer comes in and fucks it all up. Yeah. Yeah, so I liked that to start the third. Lou got that fast break, and it kind of, like, rolled in. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is going to get him going. Um, I really liked also <laughs> – it was several minutes after that. The start of the third was very slow to me. But Chris Paul was kind of battling for that ball down low. And he literally ran over P.J. Tucker. They called the foul on Tucker. And then whenever they zoomed in on him, he was like, seriously, that's my fault? And I was laughing so hard because (laughs) he's not wrong. Like, he got ran over. And he's like, seriously? So I was literally laughing on my couch by myself. I was like, thank you, Chris Paul. But it was around also that time that I realized how off of a night Chris Paul was having. I thought maybe in the first half I was paying attention to SGA and Lou so much that I really wasn't paying attention to that. But he continued to struggle even in the second half. Do you think that Chris Paul is just – Do you think it's the pressure? Do you think it's the former team? Like, he's he's struggling. Yes, and I don't know. I mean, I think we also have to remember he did sit out that one game with the injury. I wouldn't think with that being his offhand, that would be like the cause of everything but maybe it's playing into it more than we know. But he even said in his post game today, he's like, I have to do better. And I don't like being super critical like that, but it's true because overall in the night, I think he was a minus 36. And 
SGA was having Chrissy Teigen based. Um, SGA was having an amazing night, and honestly, I thought Dennis started out good. Like he wasn't scoring a lot, but at halftime, I would have considered what Dennis did to be a win for the night. You know, like it wasn't as as good as we know that he can play but also it was a step up from last game. Um, he really fell apart in the third. And there was a series at the end of the third quarter where every time he touched the ball, it was a turnover, out of bounds, a foul. And I just thought that he kind of lost it mentally in the third. And then... I don't know. He tried to shoot himself out of it. It just didn't really work. That was with five minutes left. SGA got that pull-up three. Dort was on James. Dort got that score, which looked so good. Mm -hmm. And with a minute 48 left, SGA got another three. And it was 70-69. And I was like, this is still fine. This is all still fine. And then, like you said, we've got the WTF Dennis moments, back-to-back -back turnovers. I mean, all I have down in huge letters is Dennis. Dennis. What? Dennis. When Nerland's got that block, that was when I literally slapped my knees and was like, Cut, get the ball away from him. So, at least... It was like, so frustrating. I couldn't tell if maybe he got pushed a little. I don't know, but... He was just so out of control at the end of the third. I did like that. His face showed that too. Yeah. I did like that there was that little segment where we got the SGA three, the Dort three, and then the SGA three. That was a fun little segment. Yes. I thought overall in this quarter, SGA still looked good. And the main thing for me is I think you could really feel Lou's energy in the third. I would say he was the only one that I kind of had a positive take on in the third, aside from SGA, because I'm pretty sure it was in the third when they started that little 17-0 Rockets run, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the part that I get super, super mad about because up until then, I felt that the Thunder did a really, really good job at controlling this game. Even though Houston came out and they were shooting so well in the first, I still thought overall game two compared to game one, we controlled this game so much more until we absolutely combusted, okay? It was a complete meltdown. And that's why this one hurts so much. Um, another hurtful portion to the second half as a whole, Steven went scoreless in the entire second half. And that sucks balls. I thought he seemed a little out of control too. We had, he was taking the ball out and he did the long inbounds to Chris Paul and they almost stole it. And then they said that it was off Chris. So we turned the ball over there. I just thought he had a few passes that we don't see all the time. 
Now, maybe that's because there's a smaller, scrappier defender on him. I don't know. But I did think that, once again, the Rockets made the adjustments, but I thought that he had a much harder time tonight than he did in game one. Yeah, which is, which is hard, too, because, I mean, you're going to have that fluctuation game to game because, obviously, 48 hours ago, we're sitting here talking about SGA and, you know, overall how well Steven looked and how, you know, poor SGA looked. And then it's just, like, the complete reverse. And there's got to be a happy medium. And then it was 78-77 Thunder at the end of the third, right? Yeah, and then we Which is still game. not... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, same, I mean, same, same. Like, it's still not unreachable. The game is not finished. I'm, you know, we're still in it. I'm more concerned now than I was in the first half, but we weren't out of it. And we even started the fourth with that Chris Paul elbow jumper. But then we were up 80 to 77. And this is when... Dennis was trying to get going. He got to the rim and a layup kind of rolled out. And then after that, he kind of missed a bank shot, which are all shots that you want him to take. You just hope that they fall in. So I still wasn't super worried then because those are still looks that you want. We're just missing them. But it was just so hurtful. The whole thing. Uh, Jeff Green mm -hmm. brought the pain. Yeah. <laughs> he, br he brought the pain. Like, it's just like, with seven minutes left, you know, we had another turnover. Jeff Green, another three. I think that was his second. Six minutes left, another three. Dennis did get a really nice three with five minutes left in the game. 9788 Houston and I'm still like trying to hold my breath. I'm like we can put something together. We can put something together. But I mean we were just scrambling. Yeah. And I get why Billy did it like in theory because he took Gort Gort. Yeah, he took Gort out of the game in the fourth and he went with the lineup that we normally close games out with so Chris Paul, Dennis, SGA, Gallo, and Steven and I just feel like the read on this game I really thought that Lou was a presence today whenever he started making his shots he finished a lot better than what he started um, he had the cold start but I just feel overall I just really thought Lou's presence on defense kind of changed the whole vibe of the game. So while I understand going in with who we normally close the game out, I just feel like in this game, Lou has to be on James Harden. And he did get a couple threes, I think, and he kind of started scoring more towards the end of the fourth. So that was kind of the dagger because I thought that we really did, I say we, you know, me and Lou together, did such a good job defending him. Um, you and Lou did do an excellent job, and it was super frustrating. There was time to put something together. Yeah, and... and when Dennis hit that three with like five minutes left, I was like, okay, but 
yep. they couldn't get stops. It's like when we got a big shot, then Houston went down and scored. And that's not how you stage a little comeback. So I thought – I honestly – Go ahead. I honestly quit taking notes after the Jeff Green 3 show. Mm-hmm. And then for me, the dagger was with 16 seconds left. Rockets got the end one. And I'm like, just nail my coffin shut. So I still feel like if we're looking for a positive takeaway from this game, I thought SGA under three minutes looked great. I thought he wanted the ball. He was getting to the basket, making his free throws. So if we want to like find something to take away from this game. I thought he was more aggressive towards the end of the game, which is kind of always my complaint with him um, when I have one. So, I mean, overall, SGA with 31 points. It is the takeaway of this game. It just sucks that he played so well, Lou played so well, and we didn't get this one. So, how much pressure is game three? I feel like it's a must win. And honestly, Chris Paul post game was talking about how it's just kind of like going into Houston and losing two and then coming back to Oklahoma City and winning two. And while I love a positive take and a positive spin, this game tonight. Now I'm, I'm officially worried because in my head, there is no way that they should have lost this game tonight with everything that happened in the first half, even into the third. So I feel like the Rockets did not take this one like they did game one. I feel like we gave it right. to them. Yeah. Agreed. And I do feel like we had a lot better control. SGA's adjustments, I mean – we could just probably do a whole episode on the adjustments that he made in the game. I was so proud of him. Um, If you don't mind jumping into awards, it kind of rolls into what we've been talking about. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, Final, did I even write it down? 111.98. No, let's just do awards. So, and I said it before and I'll say it again, like I do feel bad. I know that um, the vibe of this episode is not going to be as good. Even one, like we were still like, we still had some hope, just, just a little bumble, but I feel like that it was, this was difficult. So I went ahead and made my Mr. Thunder. If you don't care if I go first. Um, I don't think we'll have the same one, but I went ahead and made my Mr. Thunder Chris Paul. Although he did have a difficult night, I can always appreciate, we already kind of touched on it, you know, he was quoted, I've got to do more, straight up it's that simple, I've got to do better, taking responsibility, um, I appreciate that from him, um, I'll never forget and I know you'll never forget to when Paul George played for the Pacers. Yeah. And <laughs> there was that post. 
there was that post game interview where he was basically putting out his team. And so I just think it is a good, like, if we're trying to take a positive take, I appreciate Chris Paul being candid and I appreciate him stepping forward and saying, I have to do more. And I, you know, also appreciate Baisley being quoted because I feel like that maybe somebody listened to the episode. So he was like, we're going to leave it all on the floor. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's all I want, baby. Yeah. So. Um, I kind of have two because I couldn't decide who impressed me more tonight. So my first one I'm giving to SGA. We've kind of yes. touched on how well he played this game. Um, 37 minutes, nine of 17 from the field. He was 10 of 11 on his free throws and 31 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal. He was a plus seven. I think from jump, he was much more aggressive this game and he was getting to his mid-range game. He was able to knock down some threes. He made some shots through contact and then he went and made his free throws. So this was exactly the kind of night I needed to see from SGA. I know I'm hypercritical of him, but it's because I know that this is what he can do. So seeing game one, him just pretty much shut down versus game two, I am so impressed. So impressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well-deserved. Uh, the second one is going to go to Lou Dort. He played 25 well, minutes. Yeah, he played 25 minutes, which I said it earlier. I feel like if James Harden is in, Lou is in. He's not like That's this it. offensive hindrance, you know? Like maybe he doesn't score the most, but it's not the same feeling as like Ferg out there right now. You know, like he's not a hindrance. He can make his free throws. Right. So you have to have him out there to guard James Harden. And Harden had a slow night, and I attribute a lot of that to Lou Dort. To Lou. The first half, Harden didn't even really try to score, you know? And he just – Lou just had, I feel like, big energy and a big presence tonight. And – there was that blocking foul, blocking in quotations in the third, because I don't know, James Harden hit him square in the chest. So I know that's from me, a Thunder fan, but I feel like that should have been an offensive foul. He drew an offensive foul later in that quarter on Jeff Green. And whenever they were slumping, and going through that 17-0 stretch for the Rockets, I thought that he was the only one that still looked kind of flashy. And James Harden finished 5 of 16, 2 of 11 on his threes. He was 9 of 9 on his free throws, but 21 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. And I don't know. I'm comfortable with that from James Harden. We didn't let him beat us tonight. Right. Absolutely. My cupcake award, it hurts. It's hard in here. 
but I'm going to give it to Russell Westbrook. Dang, girl. Yeah. Have a seat. You're injured. Like, yeah. could you not? Like, <laughs> it it's hurts. just so difficult. It's so difficult. And you put it so well. Like, I'm glad this is not happening in Oklahoma City because it would just really, really hurt. And um, do you remember, uh, you might be a little young for this, but do you remember that Jewel song, Foolish Games, where she's like, you're breaking my heart. Oh. Like, it's like the last <laughs> line in the song. And that's all I could think of, because like, I just see Russ out there gassing him up. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I feel like a Russ, sad. You're injured. Sit down. I just feel like a sad little puppy. And he's over there like jumping around. And I'm like, we used to jump around together sometimes. Yeah. And it's just really <laughs> hard. Okay. <laughs> we, it's you. so hard. It's not fun. <laughs> those were good times baby what happened oh, and then like he has new friends and then like yeah I thought like I, ha I have some new friends too but they're underperforming and it makes me sad you know so <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair <laughs> and I'm oh, so sad I do not want to lose yeah. in the first round again <laughs> okay rest Russ is killing me. He's breaking my heart. Truly. Like a knife to the upper abdomen. It is painful. Indeed. In here, okay? So, my cupcake award I'm going to give to Dennis. I was pretty lenient on him, I thought, after game one, because I said that he guarded James Harden most of the night with Lou Dort being out. And I even said after game one that I thought that Dennis did the best job on James Harden for the night. You know, we kind of saw Dre on him, Ferg got the start. But overall, Dennis did the most work with that in game one. So game one, he had six points. He was three of 12 from the field and zero of five on his three. So it was not a good night. I know we kind of touched on that, but I kind of gave him the free pass because he was chasing Harden around. So I thought game two started okay, and even at halftime, I wasn't super concerned about him. I thought that he was getting to the rim, he looked quick, maybe still from the late entry back into the bubble, he needs a little bit more time, but I was not alarmed. And then we had like that third quarter meltdown, and it was a meltdown. He had... A sloppy turnover, which then led to a Houston fast break. Then he had the offensive foul. Then he was over on the sideline diving for the ball and got called for a foul. Then Nerlens had that block, and he kind of bumbled it. And I don't know. It was just a complete meltdown. And I just – you could tell he wasn't settled as well just by watching him. And he – When finished. he was on the sidelines – I'm sorry, babe. No, go ahead. Like, when he was on the sidelines, I was like, shenanigans. Like, this is not a good time. Like, we're not winning. No. And you can't have 
two thirds of this thing that you call special, which all Thunder fans do if we're talking about Chris Paul, SGA, and Dennis together. Like that's our closing lineup. That's what we rely on. You can't have two thirds of this thing being an absolute mess and expect to win. Even though SGA played as well as he did, and I don't know. Yes, we got the post-game stuff from Chris Paul, but as far as performing, it wasn't their game one or game two. And then Dennis was right. completely out of control at the end of this game. And you just can't have two-thirds of your thing not working, especially when Gallo and Steven are such kind of tough matchups. Like, yes, Gallo does have the size and all that, but – like I said earlier, I thought him and Steven really struggled tonight because of the adjustments that Houston made. So if Houston's focusing on that and then your thing isn't working and like it was so out of control and it was, it was wild. So it's that same it hurts thing me. in, it's that same thing in the Russell Westbrook era of Thunder where Russ is going off, scoring 30 points, balling, carrying the team, and we still couldn't get a dub. Mm -hmm. And now it's SGA. He's made all these adjustments. He's had these awesome night, and he should have been rewarded for it with a dub. Yep. Because a lot of times we talk about this team and how Everybody, everybody kind of gets theirs. So we don't have like the one superstar. It's all spread out. It's very even. Tonight we had that impact player. SGA looked amazing and there was just like no backup. I don't remember what Gallo ended on the night, but 19. I remember at, at like the end of the first or at halftime, I was pretty pleased with what he had, but then as the game went on, that wasn't there. And I thought he struggled at the end of the game. And yeah, this one hurt a lot. And then. And then. So, game three. Game three. Saturday at five. On ESPN. What do you feel like we need to change from game one or I'm sorry game two because game three for me feels very must win we have to keep Jordan Harden like that's not questionable I am hurt because I feel like we had the opportunity to put something together at the end but not with Jordan on the bench no. Not with Jordan on the bench. He was the only one who was getting to James. Nobody got to James in game one. Nope. So <laughs> I feel like that adjustment needs to be made. Girl, I don't know. I'm anxious because I'm out here just thinking about what you said before when you were, you know, digging into – Rockhead's business and they were like Russ doesn't come in unless there's a problem I'm like well shitballs well they have to look past this round because past this round 
is potentially the Lakers. So Mm -hmm. if they're trying to win it all, unless he is healthy, we're not threatening them in any way right now. So I don't know why you wouldn't give him more time unless he is like fully recovered 100%. Let's go. Why would you put him in? No, we're not threatening him. Um, I am obviously going to watch Chris Paul pretty closely in game three. I expect him to have a yeah, good we, game. We need our captain. And I'm like, please don't let me down, okay? My feet can't fail me now. Thunder and um, six. Also, game <laughs> Thunder and six. Um, game four is Monday at three on TNT, first things first. That shit better be on Fox Sports. And we better not be getting swept on TNT on a Monday. Because the last time we had a case of the Mondays, it wasn't a good scene. I'm just so sad that I've kind of gone from, I want to get out of the first round. I don't want to be swept in the first round. So. Right. It happened fast. My feelings are hurt. Okay, this game was supposed to be for us. SGA made it for us. (laughs) Yeah, Lou made it for us. And then, and then, the bumble. I mean, the Cavs did it. (laughs) Not a good time. No. Down three and one. Okay. But, okay, we're going to have to pull ourselves together. We're going to have to get the locker room pep talk. we got to keep our composure. And we're going to have to put this game behind us. And we're going to have – I mean, game three feels must win. If we don't win game three, we might as well just switch back to baseball. And that's a rough subject for you, too. Everybody's injured. The whole squad (laughs) injured. Do you Mm want to run through it? John Carlos Stanton. Okay, DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Zach Britton, Tommy Canely. The list continues. I probably missed some. We get, the birds have got COVID, so I mean, things That's are true. fine. You guys have to play like 87 games in two weeks <laughs> to get caught pretty up. Pretty much. Pretty much. But Yeah, they've got people starting who uh, I don't know their names. <laughs> dang. So, (laughs) this Thunder game, very sad, very disappointing. I feel like the vibe was a little bit down for this post-game recap. But we're going to come back game three and Thunder in six, okay? Freaking turn it on. Let's go. Thunder up in six. Get on the gas. Don't get slept in the first round, okay? Anything's possible if you just believe. Please do not get swept by the rocket. If we get, okay, I have said this whole season that I wouldn't be mad if Russ got him a ring. I have said this, but I didn't want it like this. Yeah. And I've always said, like, you traded sides, baby. So obviously the Thunder are going to win it all. If the Thunder don't win, at least then I would work for it. I know. We're not even threatening them. 
the most sad post game ever. No, the most sad post game ever was whenever the Astros walked off on the Yankees and then we tried to record. Yeah. So this is the second most sad post game recap probably we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. But we're going to rally. We're going to rally the troops. Yeah. Puke and rally. Puke and rally 2020 bubble edition.